Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario. Welcome to a new year. This is January 2020, and this has now been over two years of Mario's Minute. This is Mario's Minute episode 25, and if you've been following it for a minute or the past two years or anywhere in between, I really thank you so much for coming out and listening to this and watching it, what have you on here. I'm your host, Mr. Mario 2011, and in case you do not know, this is a monthly podcast that I do here on the channel, and by channel I mean my YouTube channel, Mr. Mario 2011, and this is a podcast where I just kind of shoot the shit and talk about whatever the hell I want to. It can be gaming related, it can be modding, it can be life stuff, but it's just something for me to talk about whatever the hell I want to, and sometimes I have guests, sometimes I don't. I've been trying to do it so so every other month I have a guest, and I've been successful with that, thankfully, in 2019. And this month is a guest episode, so we do have one that I'm going to intro here shortly. I did say this is a podcast, though, so if you're checking this out on the YouTube channel, there's not too much to check out. You're more than welcome to comments because that's where I kind of reference everything and we'll talk with people, but there's really just about a, you know, visualizer that's going to be on screen along with a picture of the channel here. Uh, but if you're wanting this in audio form so you can bring it around wherever the hell you want to go, uh, it is available on most major podcasting platforms and apps. Just open up your favorite service and look up Mario's Minute and it will probably be there. Anyways, uh, this January 2020 for episode 25 of this series, I do have a guest on here and uh, he's a guy I've worked with, you know, on a few videos. So if you've seen him on the channel, this might not be too much of a surprise or maybe it'll be a big surprise. Maybe this is the first time you've heard of him, but I guess as I always ask here to my guest, who the hell are you? <laughs> well, I appreciate it, uh, Mr. Mario. It's uh, it's always a pleasure not only working with you, but chatting with you. Uh, I am Rocker Gaming, um, and I run the Rocker Gaming uh, channel here on uh, YouTube. And my channel focuses on, you know, mods and projects, various aesthetic mods, all kinds of painting at consoles, just, just all kinds of things that honestly I think are cool and Hopefully others think are cool too. I, I would think, I personally think they're cool. I think a lot of other people do as well too, since you have, you know, a, a pretty good following at this point. You d you just hit 10,000 subscribers, right? I, I did. It was, it was kind of crazy. I was like sitting there at work and it kind of like dawned on me. I'm like, oh, holy crap. I've got like 9,990 and some change. And I was like refreshing the app at, like constantly because, <laughs> you know, Ever since they got rid of the live like count on Social Blade, I'm like, okay, now I just got to sit there and refresh the app constantly. And man, you know, you've hit some major milestones as well. So I, I know you know the feeling. Um, but man, when you hit 10,000, you're like, I can't believe there are 10,000 people who care enough yeah <laughs> to actually hit that subscribe button i mean it's absolutely insane yeah well congratulations on that i, I do have to ask though because you, you know i uh, of course I've, I've hit that milestone before and such but i have to ask i know you were excited were you was there all any nervousness or any anxiety that came alongside that N not really it was mostly excitement um i i think i think the the part for me is uh that that you know has some anxiety associated with it is like I keep on trying to push the envelope more and more and more and push myself to come up with more and more creative things that people haven't seen before. I think that's where the anxiety comes in because, you know, realistically, some of these projects take like weeks, months. I mean, like I've got some that have been like, you know, six months in the making and it's like, man, I hope people think this is cool because if not, I just blew six months working on this project. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, I mean, that's part of the the fun of it as well, too, you know, some, especially with, uh, 
I, I really I really hate blaming the algorithm and all that. And I've I've been good about not blaming, you know, the platform for several years. But there are some times where it's like, you know, you really work your hardest on a video and you feel like, you know, you've done everything proper on there and you put it out and either it can completely flop or it can just blow up. And it's I guess it's the thing of like sometimes something that you'll work a ton on will just completely flop and it's like oh it did average or uh, it's okay i guess uh, but then you'll work on something else where you're just like oh yeah this is just kind of a filler video to get out there this week and it does gangbusters and people love it and you're like really like you like this video I not know. even i like this video i know well it, it's so funny that you say that because like um the most popular video on my channel is not one that i particularly spent a ton of time with you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's like I don't even know how that happens, to be quite frank. But, uh, you know, the ones that I put forth, like, months on, I, you know, some of them don't do so great. And you're like, well, it, it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Eh, what can you do? Yeah, yeah, just keep creating more content, I guess. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and then sometimes and this, the this is kind of even a, a tip I give to other people as well, too. Like, don't be even completely discouraged. Like, when, when you put out a video and it does okay, you know, you're not just leaving it to die. Uh, depending on how it is and how the trends are and everything, it could be months, it could be years, and that video will just get picked right back up. And all of a sudden, That's you'll crazy. see a ton of traffic coming from this one video that you're like, oh, wow, this completely flopped a year ago, and now it's gotten 20,000 views. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, it's incredible how that works. I mean, that's that's part of the beauty of YouTube. It's like, you know, it's not like your your content's that disposable. Like you said, I mean, it can come back to life at any point in time. Mm -hmm. Exactly, especially with I mean, some of the stuff that you do as well, where you're doing like custom. Like I'm just thinking of, like custom consoles, custom Joy Cons, things like that. Um, if there's going to be, let's say, I don't know, in six months, all of a sudden. I'm just thinking of this, like, let's say six months, there's a bunch of rumors over, you know, some crazy Joy-Con designs that are going to be coming out. I'm sure some of your Joy-Con videos will get picked up, like, right in that bustle, and then you'll start seeing more views on them. I couldn't agree more. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, which, speaking of, probably need to do some more Switch content myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so speaking of content, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, um, I know if I go directly to your channel, it is a majority of it seems like GameCube, right? It is, yeah. So <clears throat> I've kind of, it's funny, you know, like everyone kind of starts in their own like little niche to start. Like for me, and, and if I'm commenting on you, which I mean, maybe who knows if I should do that or not, but I would say like, you know, your, your following really came from like Xbox 360 stuff. You, like when I watch you and you talk about Xbox 360, the knowledge is so deep and it's so apparent when you speak that like, Clearly, that's you know that's where your audience is coming from, and and <laughs> well, thank you. And, and I'm in a very <laughs> no problem, and I'm in a similar boat with with the GameCube. I mean, I've been modding GameCubes for for years. I mean, actually, before I you know did YouTube stuff, I mean, man, I was I was modding GameCubes back in college. I mean, that's how I paid for part of college. Nice, um, you know. Oh yeah, and and so it's it's interesting. Uh, originally, I was just kind of selling them on eBay, and then um, you know life happens, and there wasn't the opportunity to do that as much anymore. And that's kind of how the YouTube thing started, but. Yeah, that's that's really where my knowledge base is is with GameCube. So um, a lot of GameCube controller modding, a lot of console modding, uh, things like that. I mean, it's shocking because most people in the sixth gen are like, "Oh yeah, OG Xbox is the mod scene," and let there be no doubt that is by far the the most popular console to mod. But man, you could do a lot of cool stuff with the GameCube. I personally didn't really know what you could do with the GameCube until like, of course, I knew um, I knew about like mod chips and all that stuff, uh, but it wasn't until the past probably two three years i was like oh wow there's a, a small scene on gamecube and then as it's been getting more support as people are really going back to that and it's i feel like 
there's a lot less people saying, oh, you can just mod your Wii U and play on there. Or you can just mod the Wii. Like that was that was a big thing for a bit. But now people are just like, I don't care. I want like the actual cute cube with the handle. I want that. <laughs> and I want to do mods on that thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's great. I, I love it. I think, um, you know, as I kind of like, you know, you look at the timeline and people's ages and things like that, like, man, you know, six gen is like in right now. I mean, it is like really in. And I think to your point, man, people want to get back to their roots. They want to play the cube that they grew up on. They want that, you know, indigo purple cube like they had when they were a kid and they want to do some cool stuff to it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I know for me at least, you know, I'm in my mid-20s. I'm not sure about you, like, age-wise, if, if you want to disclose that or not, it's all it's all good. But for me at least, my nostalgia is rooted in the PS2, the Xbox. I did have a GameCube. I actually sold it when I was a kid. But um, I it was definitely those. And then I guess kind of, because my first system was the original Xbox, and then I had to go back and play on, you know, the older devices and such. Um, but I always thought the PS1 was cool, so I guess I do have nostalgia in there, and I played a lot of PS1 games on my PS2. Uh, but yeah, at least with, you know, it's always common, like, the people who are in their early to mid-20s, that's kind of where the nostalgia boom is going to be, where they were like w what they were growing up with because inevitably they had the thing where they grew up with a system and then they had to sell that system or they just the system broke or what have you and then typically you know they're living on their own or they're living with roommates or running into adult money for the first time so hey you yep. know what i'm going to go to a garage sale or a GameStop or something and pick up one of these old systems and a bunch of games and relive my childhood Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit older than you. I'm, uh, I'm in my mid thirties, but, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy for me. The, the real reason I have so much nostalgia for that is like I said, I was, I was sitting there in college and, um, you know, it was like people, people wanted modded Xbox and, you know, I did a few of those and, and, but the GameCube was what one I really gravitated towards for some reason. And man, it was, uh, it was great back in the day. And then of course the 360 came out and, as you know, it was like game over. Everyone needed the 360 right away. And the mods, you could do that to that, like back in the day where, oh man, it was so much fun. <laughs> that's, see, that that's really cool to me that you were doing that. Like, and so, because when I was, I mean, I, I would have been, you know, a kid in K through 12 while you were in college at that point. But um, I know, I, I always, I feel like I kind of, I mean, obviously, I did miss that era because I wasn't there, but I feel like campuses were so awesome at that point because, grand, you know, there's still awesome stuff that's going on on campuses now, but at least just, like, from the modding scene, like, I knew of, I'd heard there was a guy in the dorms who, back in the day, you know, if you let if you gave, not gave him, but you know, if you gave him your original Xbox or service and paid him 50 bucks and provided your own hard drive, he would go in, he'd install a mod chip of some kind. I don't know what he did, but he installed a mod chip of some <laughs> kind, upgraded the hard drive, and that was a real big deal. So it was like the thing back then, which this was like, you know, the early mid aughts, I want to say, like the 2000s. But the big thing was when Blockbuster was still booming, the way it was marketed, it was like, yeah, you could just pay this guy 50 bucks, buy your own hard drive for 100, 150 bucks, he'll install it for you. And that way you just go down the road to Blockbuster, you rent some games, rip them to your hard drive, you take them back, you have an infinite supply of games at that point. D dude, I mean, that's actually what it was. That's not a joke. And, and like, you know, Blockbuster back in the day, they had like unlimited monthly rentals. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would sit there and like, I had one, you know, like literally five minutes from campus. So like I would literally drive down the street, walk out with a bunch of DVDs and games, rip everything. And then, uh, you know, on we went. It, it was incredible, actually. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then I, I know with that as well, too, because the original Xbox, you know, had LAN capabilities and such. Uh, one thing that just sounded awesome, which this is, I, I think this is one of the things I really miss on there. A lot of college students didn't pay for Xbox Live because, you know, obviously they're broke oh, yeah. college kids. They can't pay for Xbox Live. Uh, but a lot of people would take their Xboxes and hook them up to the Ethernet in their dorm rooms. And then oh, yeah. you could you could do LAN all across campus. So a lot it of people didn't amazing. pay for Xbox Live because they could just LAN constantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, so like, yes, that's exactly what happened. And then the other thing that was like really big at my school, which I loved, by the way, um, Counter-Strike 1.5. So there's, there's a little bit of dating happening right there when I say that. But like, <laughs> yeah. Counter-Strike 1.5 on the computer was huge too back in college. And we were just constantly doing exactly like you said, LAN parties on the Xbox and Counter-Strike on the computer. And it was it was awesome. Oh, that sounds so fun. And if you were hooking up Xboxes directly, you needed to get that crossover cable. Remember that. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, you know, one thing, because you're saying, you know, you did a few Xboxes and then you did mainly GameCubes in college. Yep. Um, that's odd to me in a good way because i never really even back in the day i never really heard of gamecube mods and grand i was completely out of that scene i was kind of like kind of just looking through the window so to speak i had to kind of do my own mods i didn't know anybody who had a soldering iron so i was kind of relegated to software related stuff um and then you know i was lacking you know the the blank dvds and all that fun stuff you needed but oh yeah I know PS2 was common, like Xbox, that was obviously like in my area, and then there was, I always knew about modded Playstations, modded Playstation 2s, but I really never heard much about the GameCube, so was that like, was that real successful locally for you, or what? So let's, uh, let's, let's call it what it is. Everyone back in the day wanted an Xbox, so <laughs> Xbox was by far the most common and, and the most popular. Um, but the, the reason why I kind of got more into the GameCube is because, well, number one, I, I really enjoyed the games for the GameCube. Um, and, and honestly, like, you know, looking back on it, it's like, man, there were still so many games that I missed. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was good because, like, the, what I would do is, you know, a lot of people today are installing the, the you know, the Xeno GC mod chips. And it's funny, you know, back in that day, I, I didn't have the skills to, like, do the direct solder method for that. And that was before I was smart enough to figure out, like, Hey, you could just wire some wires up to it and 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 install it like that, right? Sure. Still still soldering though. Still soldering, exactly. Yeah. But um actually what I would install was the uh the Cube Pro and that would be the mod chip of choice and like it it, it was fairly easy to install all things considered. Really the hardest part <laughs> was getting past the uh the game bits. And after that mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, I think it was like six solder points. It was so easy. Mhm. Mm That's awesome. So yeah, no, it was it was good, and uh, and actually, you know, a funny aside story about the Q Pros. So, uh, let's just take a step back, maybe for a second. The GameCube scene today is insane. The mods that are available today for the GameCube are nuts. Like, you look at like okay, an ODE just got released. I know you know about that. Yeah, the the G oh, and the GC loader is fantastic. It's so good. It's so good, and like you know, even even you know before that, I mean, th there's just so much good stuff coming out, but. You know, this Cube Pro mod chip was like, it, it is the mod chip to have before, you know, the ODEs came out and, and all the more recent mods. And it's funny because at the time I had no freaking clue, right? Like, let's let's be clear. Like, I knew what I was doing, but I don't know what I know now. You know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. Hindsight's always 2020. Um, but yeah, it, it's so funny because now that is such a desirable mod chip. At one point, get this, I was buying them back in the day in like 2006 timeframe for like, mm, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks, right? 
they were going for $150 on eBay just like a year ago. I, I mean, believe that's it, insane. You can't you just you can't find them. They're not made. No companies no. wants to make them because they're like, why would I make something for a console from 2001? Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. It's it's a very desirable chip, and the reason why is because um, Swiss, which is you know for those who don't know, Swiss is basically the front end, right? So if you think of like your Unleash X for Xbox, it's the equivalency of that, and it's where you're able to execute all your ISOs and all of your homebrew and things like that. And um, the reason why it's so de- desirable is because you can actually load Swiss onto the onto the the cube pro and execute it from there and that was like it's direct boot you don't even need a cd drive at that point so like very desirable up yeah. until the, obviously the ode came out that is awesome because yeah no, I was, I was gonna say you can pretty much do the same thing with the ode now as long as you call that boot.iso you turn on your gamecube boom you're in swiss I agree. Yeah, no. Man, that, that ODE is so nice, though. Yeah. yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm, I'm not sure how much you've used it. I did, so af- I, I kind of wanted to put it through the paces by um, when I installed my own. Um, you know, I put all together, I tried it a bit, and then I actually brought it into work for a week. So that thing was on for at least 30 or 40 hours the first week I oh, installed nice. it. And it's nice. working beautifully. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's been really good. I mean... I, you know, I, I did, uh, I did kind of like quickly put out a video and I, I kind of just like was trying to be clear, Hey, these are first impressions. Cause I haven't had a ton of time with it yet, you know? Um, but man, the load times on that thing are so fast, mm-hmm. so fast. Um, I, I, I'm finding it to be about two times faster than a standard DVD drive and give or take about 60% faster than, you know, call it other SD card methods. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, the, the GC loader is a beautiful piece of tech and I can say, you know, it was $80 and you have to pay seven, eight bucks for shipping or something like that, at least in the U S um, if, if you're that, that is the way to play GameCube games, in my opinion, it's awesome. Yeah, no, c- couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I like, I, it's funny cause you know, um, and, and I'm sure you get this all the time where people are like, dude, why do I care about that when I could just play on a Wii? And I'm like, you guys or I, or I, just on the emulator why why would i care about that when i could play on dolphin exactly and i'm like well you need a, a decent computer at least for dolphin but like yeah i agree and, and i'm like you guys you need to understand number one um the gamecube technically has better video out um than the wii and you actually get a true digital to digital experience if you're using a you know some sort of hdmi adapter um that's number one number two uh you get the, the Game Boy advance player i mean that that's mm-hmm. huge and so, you know, if you add a little bit of homebrew in there with the the Game Boy interface, heck, all of a sudden you're looking at like, you know, basically lag free and you can do speed running on it. I mean, it's it's really cool. Yeah. I, I think um, I, I just laugh because, like I said, you know, people are like, hey, why would I spend 80 bucks? And it's like because it's a really, really good experience and it is worth it. Mm-hmm. There's also, I, I feel like there's some people who, and this is fine, there's some people who they just want to play the game however they can, and then there's going to be, you know, other people who, uh, I'm sure you'll admit this, you do a lot of these mods, not not just because they're practical, but just because you can and just because they're fun to do. Oh, let there be no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, l- let's be honest, I've got, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this um, in a public forum, but hey, what the hell. Um, I probably have about 30 GameCubes nice. and, I probably, and I've probably got eight to 10 Sega Saturns. Like, yeah, oh, I'm doing, awesome. I'm doing stuff cause I enjoy doing it. And that's honestly, you're right. It's cause you can sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Plus, I mean, it's just it's a cool little party pack to have, in my opinion. Kind of turns heads and all that. So it's like my I have like you know my my Dreamcast little party pack, my GameCube party pack. Whenever people want to come over and play that stuff, or if I want to take it over to someone's place, um, you're the the system that I um, the orange spice one that I put the GC loader in. Um, yep. I did use the what is it? Um, the the jewel that you had sent over to me the one that was oh, uh, paper nice. the paper mario one that was it uh, i just had a friend over yesterday he saw it on my desk and he just touched it he's like that is that is awesome oh yeah so dude that, even just I love stuff it. like that it makes people smile absolutely by the way you mentioned you took your uh, your gamecube to work did you bring the uh did you bring the controller with you uh did i no, I did. I, I, I know I what you're talking either. about the customized one. No, it's uh, the reason why that is a real cool controller. I have like one or two coworkers that know about it, but I also I keep my YouTube stuff on the down low at work, so Smart. I didn't want people to be all like, "Oh, why is your face on here?" That's cool. I'm just like, well, have to explain. It. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna even <laughs> though this is probably my best controller, I'm gonna keep it at home, but also because you it's should. my best controller. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I was gonna say I would not bring that to work either, so I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, bring bring a GameCube, people will flock to it anyway, so it all works out. People enjoyed it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That thing's, that thing's a lot of fun, I will say. A lot of fun for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I know we had a... Oh, what is it? We we just had, you know, the holidays happen about a month ago. I didn't, I didn't talk about this on the last podcast because obviously I didn't record when they were going on. But uh, I myself, I, I celebrated Christmas. You know, I kind of kept it low-key and all that. But how did uh, how did your holiday break go? Oh man, it was fantastic. Um, so I got a nice two weeks off from work, which is always appreciated. Very but, nice. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but you know, more importantly, I've got, uh, I've got small kids, right? So I've got two kids that are under three. Um, and one of them like actually found out, like he, he understood what Santa was for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh man, it was, it was such a great experience. I gotta be honest. It's like, you know, for whatever it's worth for, for the, your part of the audience that doesn't have kids, like, man, kids are tough, especially at that age. And like the few times that like, you know, something like that happens where they're just so excited and they get it. It's just like, oh my God, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. That's really cute too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So no, it was good. Did you, uh, did you get some time off from work too? Um, I got, you know, like the, the sanctioned time off. So I think it was, the 25th the 26th um i was mm-hmm. actually saving up my time for um you know like for the, the next year here because i had uh, done a small vacation uh but yeah i i did take that or no i took i took some time off right before christmas as well too uh just because i used that opportunity to visit some family right before christmas for another thing and then um i was back home here celebrating with some more family for actual christmas so i kind of had like two Christmassy type things i guess very nice. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you uh did you play any did you play any good games uh over Christmas break? Oh my god, yes I did. Let me uh I, I need to get my list and such of what the hell I was playing, but I was kinda of just stuck inside at one point just playing a ton of games. Um you know, I one of the games I decided to start and then I finished actually early this year and we can talk about it later um final fantasy 7 like one of my gaming sins that i'll confess to is i've never finished final fantasy 7 like i love the story i love the characters but i never ever finished it even though it's on every single platform and i said you know what because this is before the delay now it's been delayed by five weeks it's okay it's okay but um (laughs) 
yeah, at that point, it was like, you know, late December. I said, well, you know, the remake's coming out, and I really want to experience this for myself. So let me just see if I could play through it before the remake comes out. And I finished in about two or three weeks. So that was taking up a lot of my gaming time. I like it, man. Good for you. Good for you. So, you know, full disclosure, I haven't played through it either. Um, which is which is disappointing. I but it's crazy cuz like I was sitting there at one point, you know, god, what was it? It, it was probably like 4 years ago cuz how long is they announced the remake in what? Was it 2015 they re, they announced it? I want to say yes, 2015 sounds right. Isn't that insane that we're yeah. sitting here in 2020 and they announced that five now, years ago? Now, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going to one-up you on that. And I'm, I'm, and I'm just, I'm not, this isn't like a dick measuring contest or anything. It's just like, this is just so mind-blowing to me. Um, yeah. They didn't even, because it was announced in 2015, keep in mind that they teased us so hard, like at the beginning of the eighth generation, no, the seventh generation of systems, that was it. Um, because they did, they rendered out the intro to final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. on uh like where it shows midgar and everything they rendered that out and i think they showed it at e3 or tokyo game show and oh it was gosh. it was supposed to be like hey this is what final fantasy 7 would look like on ps3 but it was just a technical demo and that was it wow yeah wow. yeah so everyone was like oh final fantasy 7's happening and then all the parties had to come out there's like no no this is a tech demo and then everyone's mad of course they're like why would why would you why would you do that of all things like why why would you tease us like that oh yeah ter- just terrible like one of the most beloved like you know games of all time and yeah eh, we're yeah. just gonna put that out there and then no even big deal. Pr- and then even prior to that people were asking for it like people were asking for a remake or a re-release of some kind on ps2 and that was a whole generation before like remasters were really coming out it's crazy i'm like i i mean i know it's an audio format but i'm like shaking my head right now like so, yeah, I mean, like, that's, I, I've been putting, so here's the thing, right? So, like, instead of, sit, like, doing what you did, which, quite frankly, is the smart way to do it, let's be clear, <laughs> like, I, I'm sitting here waiting like an idiot. I literally, like, when I heard that, I was like, and then, you know, the PS4 Pro came out, like, shortly thereafter. I think it was, like, was it 2017 that came out? I can't remember. But either way, I bought a PS4 Pro because I was like, when that game comes out, I want to experience it in the best way that I can. And I was sure. like, and the PS4, I mean, granted, it's gotten other use, so, you know, it is what it is, but, like... Yeah, that was part of the reason. I was like, yep, I'm going to get that game. I'm going to play it on this PS4 Pro, and man, I'm going to experience this for the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully it doesn't get delayed again, but uh, part of me is sitting here, and I'm like, I don't know what's going to come out first or what the delay is going to be longer on, Final, Final Fantasy VII or uh, Metroid uh, Metroid Prime 4? I think I think Metroid Prime 4 is definitely – because we're, we're not really hearing anything about it, but at this point, like no. Final Fantasy VII, it is there, – there's evidence. It's, it's playable right now because there is a demo that's out that leaked that is available that's complete that, like, they won't officially release for whatever reason, and I don't understand that. Like, it's all ready to either. go. Yeah, I don't either. Put it out there. Let let the people have what they want. I th- it's it's just a taste, just a taste, you know. I think the speculation. So re- regardless, it's not like them not putting out the demo is going to prevent. Um, it's it's going to you know lose out on sales and such. Um, because l- let's just be honest here. It's Final Fantasy Seven. Anything with Final Fantasy Seven label, you can put Final Fantasy Seven logo on a brick and it's going to sell. Um, True. So it, this is going to sell well regardless, but. I feel like having the demo out even just a few weeks at minimum before the game comes out would be such it it, it would be such a head turner 
for so many people who are on the fence because there's a ton of like there's people like me who look I'm getting two copies of it I'm getting one for myself one for my brothers and yeah. uh, then there's but there's a ton of other people as well who are saying like yeah I'm not going to pre-order it I think I'm just going to wait because of this reason or that reason or I want the complete experience to come out or even just a lot of people are saying I don't know how the hell like the game's going to play I don't know if I'm going to like it but having the demo out there I'm sure will convince a lot more people to pick it up I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that, that's exactly right. I mean, it, listen, you know how it is. You're going to get a little taste of it, and you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I was thinking I was going to wait for the full experience to come out. No, I'm, I'm getting this right now. Or like, hey, maybe I was going to wait for this on PS5 you know, five or whatever, or mm-hmm. you know, Xbox Scarlet. No, no. You demo that thing, and you're going to go buy it. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, especially um, from what I've seen with the demo as well, uh, there are options to purchase it, like in the menu and even when you complete it. So I know <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, a, a lot of people, and it says purchase, it doesn't say pre-order. So a lot of people are unfortunately speculating that it's probably just going to release the same day the full game releases. So that way oh they're just gosh. like, hey, since you liked this first hour of the game so much, how about you buy the full game? But I'm like, no, just give it to us early. I know, I know. Well, it just goes to show you, I mean, like, people are chomping at the bit for this. I mean, like, the the amount of, like, press and media and attention that this game is getting is incredible. Mm -hmm. And, like, you already know know the game's going to probably deliver. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man... Just give it to us already, you know? The the thing with it as well, too, which a lot of people have kind of forgotten about, and this just kind of another mind-blowing thing to me with the announcement and such, um, did you know they have had to remake the remake already? Oh, yeah. Insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for anybody that doesn't know, like, when it was initially announced, it was CyberConnect 2 is run, working on it, which I have no idea why they pushed development of it out of the Square Enix house. But yep. from what I know, um, CyberConnect 2 is having a lot of issues with it, and they're, they're just... Square Enix was not happy, regardless of what happened. They were checking the milestones. They weren't happy with the progress. They weren't happy with how the game was. So they said, CyberConnect 2, you're canceled. You need to give us all the assets of Final Fantasy VII Remake. We're bringing development in-house. Which was great. Everyone cheered at that. And then Square said, wow, this is so bad. We actually don't even want to refactor it. So we're going to cancel this version and remake the remake again from scratch. And I don't believe it was completely scratch. I'm sure they could have reused a ton of textures, models, things like that. But Absolutely. they really had to rebuild the game again. So it's amazing I- that we're even getting it in a majorly playable form this generation. Oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I mean that the hurdle i mean here's the real question how much i mean at the end of the day they're still going to make tons of money off this i'm sure and i'm sure at the end of the day it'll still be a profitable project but just think how much money they've probably already pissed away on this it's probably insane they've they've had to piss away a lot yeah and the thing is though i think square enix and i'm really happy about this but i think they know they can't screw this up like they really don't have any type of forgiveness on there or anything it's like no people it's not that we've been developing it for so long it's that people have been asking for it for even longer like longer than any other project we've had there's been so many so many rumors out there we cannot release a half-baked version of it <laughs> I, I agree and and like let, let's not forget like some of the more recent versions of you know final fantasy while good right um have not been nearly as well received and let's be honest i don't think squares made that much money on them in the yeah. grand scheme of things because yeah. of all the versions they had to release of those yeah i know um 
a lot of people either love or hate the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy. I know Final Fantasy 14, the online only game, it had to get rebooted essentially. So at first it wasn't yep. even that good and then it became a lot better. Uh, 15, that was actually 13 Versus, which I was really looking forward to. So they said, you know, we're just going to take a game that we canceled and refactor it and rename it 15, which I think is cool. But even so, I never finished 15. But from what I know, the the launch of it was kind of subpar. It was okay. And oh, yeah. it had to get patched and really get a more definitive version about a year later. But even so, then, I remember that there was a lot of controversy because they were kind of gearing everything. They were kind of saying, okay, the complete story and everything, it's going to be in these pieces of DLC. And then they canceled that DLC. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And then let's not forget, they, they added the DLC on top of DLC on top of DLC. And, and the only reason I can think that they did that is because, for lack of better words, they lost their ass on it. And they, they just needed ways to make up money on it. Yeah. Yeah, um, the the same thing with, I mean, I'm, I'm still happy, like, this generation's cool, we've gotten these big projects we've been waiting on for so long, like, this isn't Square Enix, but like, The Last Guardian, um, that was okay to good, I would say, I very much enjoyed it, but it's awesome that we finally got that, um, in my opinion, it's not nearly as good as, you know, Shadow of the Colossus or Eco, but it's still awesome, right. we got a hold of it, um, of course, Final Fantasy Versus 13, we got that in the form of 15, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, that was another one, but even so, yeah. that under-delivered for a lot of people, I actually... I just picked up the Remind DLC, and I'm actually disappointed. I'm kind of having to force myself to play it. I'm not really feeling it. Oh, man, that's not great. I was going to say, I haven't played uh, Kingdom Hearts yet, but um, I do I do want to. I just haven't got, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's it's tough with the RPGs. I mean, it's just like, I've got limited time, so how do I make, how do, I've got to really pick and choose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree on that. Yeah, thankfully, like, I, I really don't have kids right now, so it's, um, it's all good on mine, but I know you as a father of two, this is where the Switch helps out. I'm sure you've actually had it the does. thing where you're like, I wish this was on, I wish everything was on the Switch just so I can stop my game within a second and get back in game within four. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I will say like the switch for me has been an absolute revelation. Now my wife will tell you, she'll, <laughs> I, I think she still has nightmares of me running around in breath of the wild and just hearing the shh, shh, shh from running around in the rain and stuff <laughs> like that. But um, it, it's funny. Like the, the amount of gaming I do in bed is astronomical. I mean, it's like, that's, that's my time where I can be like, you know what? I'm alone. My wife's already asleep. My kids are asleep. And I finally have a few minutes to myself. And that's, you're right. The switch has been an absolute revelation. That's where I do my gaming. That's awesome. That's real cool. And yeah, better than have, I don't know, at least in my opinion, better than having a TV posted up in your room. I agree. So like, get this, like we have a TV in our room. We don't even use it. It's like, I don't even know why it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I, in, in my previous place I lived, I had a TV in my room because that was like the only other place I could put this extra TV. Now I have it like in a living room, but even so, like I've had people recommend, they're like, oh yeah, you can get another TV put in your bedroom. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. Like, I really don't want to use it. If we put it there, it's just going to collect dust. Like if, if there's, if there's a screen I want to look at, it's either going to be my switch or my phone, or I guess my Vita if I'm playing that, but it's going to be something you know i can hold in my hands i couldn't agree more and i think that's a that's a that's an interesting point has the cell phone rendered the uh, bedroom tv irrelevant i think in the answer is yes in my opinion i think it has yeah i mean there there are still people who will like fall asleep to the tv which i could never understand that like ha, like no I, mean, I can't do that <laughs> that sounds no. awful falling asleep to a tv no like i okay i get a fan like that makes sense to me but sure. like a TV? Come on. What are, what are you doing? You're going to wake up to Billy Mays? I mean, this is ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I I really don't want to be doing that. So, no, I, 
I think I did. Like, if there was, like, a show that I was really invested in, I would do that. But even so, I forgot so much of the show because, you know, I'm watching it as I'm half asleep. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of shows, did you, uh, by chance, happen to catch The Witcher on Netflix? Uh, I watched the first episode of it, and I'll be honest, like, it... I'm not saying it's bad, it just, it wasn't my thing. I guess I'm not super into the whole fantasy thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I was gonna say, I, I really enjoyed it, but, uh, I will say the, the acting in the first episode kind of bothered me. I didn't think it was that great, and then it got better as it went on. That's good to know, because I also thought it was kind of rough. It was rough. It yeah. was really But rough. I didn't really want to judge it, because I'm like, eh, it's the first episode, and then, like, I, I guess it's just, like, for me, I, I kind of just have to face that, because I've seen... I, I've seen and attempted to watch several like fantasy type shows and I respect them. I think they're cool, but it's just not for me, I guess, for regular watching. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. And, and, and like, yeah, for me, it was like, I need to binge this right now because, you know, there's so many like small details and things like that happening. I was like, I need, I, I basically watched it in two days. Cause I was like, I just need to get this done. I got you. <laughs> so I remember what happens. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's been a that's actually been an issue for me with uh, mainly with games. It's like I really have to kind of get back in oh, the yeah. swing of things and such. If I if I'm like let's say like ten hours into a game and then I completely stop, like I had to do that with Astral Chain recently. And I I have even some kind of thresholds where like Astral Chain's like, all right, I'm ten hours in here. Yeah, it's kind of rough getting the ball rolling again, but okay, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, with the Kingdom Hearts Three Remind DLC, I had no idea that's pretty much at the very end of the game. So it's mm-hmm. really annoying because they give you like twenty minutes of cutscenes, and then so far it feels like the first because I it's kind of just boss rush the dlc and the first boss is the hardest one and i (laughs) even just without because yeah i i will acknowledge i'm rusty but then when i beat that boss finally and then i start going through the other ones i'm like what what the hell all the other bosses are like cakewalks at this point like they they intentionally put like it feels like the hardest boss at the very beginning of the dlc that makes no sense yeah so i'm like (laughs) wow this is just like a real slap in the face (laughs) Oh yeah, did you uh, did you finish Astral Chain by chance? No, I'm halfway through it right now. It's really good, but I stopped playing it because I was just playing other stuff. I so exact same thing happened to me, and like I was playing it, I got about halfway through. I really enjoyed it. That's like the sad part. Mm-hmm. I was really enjoying it, but then once Link Link's Awakening came out, I was like, well need to put that down and play that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and then luigi's mansion and then you know all the other games that came out and i was like all right but i need to get back into it see my thing for me is i will kind of have other like issues just like picking up games and juggling games and all that because uh there were uh, i'm even just like looking through kind of a list of some of the stuff i had played so uh I've been getting, like, last year I got into visual novels, so I've been playing more of those, and, like, like maybe it's, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just because you don't forget your first, but the first visual novel I ever played was uh, Deathmark, which I absolutely loved, and then I wanted to play through it again, that was one of those things I wanted to get, you know, the good ending on there, and then I found out there was a sequel, so I, like, all of a sudden I kind of just stopped everything, I pushed myself to, you know, get the good ending in Deathmark, and then I was playing through the sequel, and then I was putting other stuff off and then I was kind of in the middle of a few other games but recently it was actually this month I said you know what I feel like playing Night in the Woods I really want to play that again so (laughs) just within a week I played through Night in the Woods and I very much enjoyed that so I kind of just it's it's this bit of a thing between I should play this other stuff like Astral Chain I really should work through that but do I want to play Astral Chain while thinking about this other game, or should I just play this other game that I really have in the front of my head right now? 
Uh, it's I'm telling you, it's like the constant struggle. It mm-hmm. really is. And and don't forget the whole entire retro library that you probably have sitting there on your shelf. Yep, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that too. I, I did crack into it. Well, I, I don't It was remastered, but it's kind of retro because it was PS2. I don't know, like the this past week, all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I have a PS3 sitting right there and I feel like playing Eco. So I just installed it on there and played through about nice. an hour of it. And I was like, this is awesome. That's another game. Unfortunately, like I've I've finished Shadow of the Colossus, not the remake, but I finished Shadow of the Colossus. I finished Last Guardian multiple times. Even though I love Eco and that was my first one, still have not finished that. So I, I, because I, I had this thing as I was playing it, I, all these memories started flooding back. And I had this problem as a kid where I would play through a game for like two or three hours and I beat games, mind you, as a kid, but there were so oh, yeah. many games. I would get a few hours in and I was like, that was really cool. I'm going to delete my save and restart because I want to experience <laughs> it again. So like Grand Theft Auto 3, for example, my all time favorite game, I yep. did, I've beat it multiple times now, of course, but as a kid, it took me so long to get past Portland, the first island, not just because oh, yeah. it was difficult for me and there was a learning curve, but also just because I loved those first missions. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that that's the beauty of it, right? It's like, man, you can you can go back to it at any point and enjoy it. It's just, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will say, like, there's nothing wrong with starting it over. I, I, I mean, I do it with plenty of games. I mean, most of them are on uh, 16-bit hardware, but, like, yeah, I, I really enjoy, like, for example, some of the early levels in, like, you know, DuckTales, for example. Like, that's, like, one of my all-time favorites to go back to and play that over. Or even, like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, a lot of the Mario games, like, I love going back to Super Mario World. Sure. And just playing the first, like, you know, whatever, the, you know, the Donut Plains levels and the Yoshi Island levels. Like, love it. It's it's just so much fun. And it's, like, every time, you know, it's, like, you're, like you said, you had the memories flooding back. I mean, that's... That's the name of the game, right? I think that's why we all enjoy our retro stuff. Yeah, I would certainly say that, yeah. And then the funny thing is, too, sometimes you just have to restart because, like, um, so even that was my threshold I was going to say. I think my my limit is now if I'm, like, one hour into a game. So if I've played a game for 30 minutes or an hour and then I drop it for, like, five months and come back to it, I'll generally restart it because I'm like, I should really reacquaint myself, you know, with the tutorial and all that, unless I know what the hell to do Um, with other games. If I'm like 10 hours in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to power through it. It doesn't matter. I'm not redoing these 10 hours. Um, Absolutely. But with a lot of those older games, I mean, games now will hold your hand, obviously, and tell you everything and you'll have all these objectives. But like, for example, like Ocarina of Time, you one thing that blew my mind, I I played through Breath of the Wild, absolutely loved it. And people were like, oh, no, this game is punishing. It doesn't hold your hand. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was playing Ocarina of Time just a few years ago, and it doesn't give you like Breath of the Wild. You open up, there's a map, there's objectives, there's missions, there's all that stuff. You don't have any of that in Ocarina of Time. No, there was nothing like that. Nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember playing that when it first came out. I didn't have a tutorial. There was no online like no, they, I mean, there I mean, was, but, you know... I mean, you kind of just figure everything it. out in the Kokiri Forest, and then, you know, you kill the giant tree there, and then that's it. They say, that's it. You go out into the world, and you have to kind of just... I mean, you truly progress through the game either by knowing what to do or reading a guide or just exploring and figuring it out. And it just kind of blows my mind because there's so many people who there's like, oh yeah, I was a kid and I beat this game so many times. And then when they say that Breath of the Wild doesn't hold your hand, I'm like, what the hell? No, that's the exact opposite. Like Breath of the Wild really holds your hand and puts everything out in front of you. Ocarina of Time, it's amazing you beat that as a child. It it really is. It really is. I mean, and by the way, to hell with that water temple still to this day. But yeah, no, (laughs) I I mean, I I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I thought, 
man, I thought Breath of the Wild did a really nice job of helping you progress, helping you get like better as you went through. And I, I mean, the flow of the game was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was such a great game. I, I think I had, I mean, man, I, I think I had 200 hours into that game. I mean, it was ridiculous. I didn't have nearly that much there, but I, I think what, what really appealed to me on it was, um, I, I mean, just first of all, like, the, I absolutely loved the art style, and I guess so good. the best way I was describing to people, I said it felt like I was walking through, like, a Miyazaki film at times, but then even so, it's just like, I think maybe one of my favorite memories from there is, you know, I was walking through the countryside and such, and it felt like the beginning of Spirited Away, where, you know, Chihiro and her parents, they end up finding, you know, that that old, uh, what is it, that that old amusement place, and they're walking mm-hmm. through and it's all abandoned, got the exact same vibes right there, and then because I love urban exploration, exploring abandoned buildings and all that, it was just, that was just hitting me in all the right points, and then they reward you for doing all that, or sometimes you they turn do. a corner and you get your ass completely beat, because yeah, you're not exactly. supposed to be there. Exactly. You run into your first Lionel and you just you just get punished. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, that's also another unforgettable experience. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's funny. I, I remember, like, I mean, I bought Switch, you know, day one, got in line at midnight at GameStop, went and bought it, came home. I played an hour of Breath of the Wild, called my brother, like, immediately, and I was like, and, and you know, we live in the Chicago area, I'm out in the suburbs, and he's in the city uh, proper, and I was like, dude, you need to get out here to my house tomorrow and we need to play this for like several hours. I go, you will not believe how good this is. Mm-hmm. And and sure enough, we it was exactly like you said. The art direction was so good and, and we were sitting there and we were playing it and he, he bought a Switch. Like, you know, I, he couldn't buy it the next day because they were sold out. Literally though, within like that month, he had a Switch, he had Breath of the Wild and he was playing through it too because it's, it's just so captivating and it just sucks you in yeah. so much. It's so good. One, one thing I want to ask, what words... What was your reaction, your brother's reaction, like when you start the game at the beginning and, you know, you're getting everything set up in the cave and then when you walk out and the camera does the whole big pan out and then it shows Zelda Breath of the Wild like on the cliff, like what were your guys' reaction to that? Oh man, I mean, I just remember I was like, my God, does this look good? Like that, that mm-hmm. was, I was just sitting there and I was like, for for a cel-shaded like art style, I guess you'd say, like, I, I don't even know really what you, what would you call that art style? Cel-shaded probably, um, I guess? Kinda, yeah. Ish. Ish, Ish, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just remember looking at it and I was like, oh my God, this looks so good. You know, I mean, I was sitting there playing it on a, you know, 1080p TV, 55 inch, and it's like, you know, five feet from my face. And I was like, God, this looks so good. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, and the reason why I asked that specifically is because I was really like that specific scene. And I know they were putting that into, you know, flex, you know, how the game was going to look in the Switch and such and just be like, wow, this is on mobile hardware. But I know. When I had, when I played through it, I loved it. The, the first time I saw that scene, um, my girlfriend was on the couch with me. And I remember, you know, she was just kind of sitting there on her phone looking at things. You know, after five minutes of starting the game, I got out there. The camera pans out and she just kind of looks over and goes, oh, wow. <laughs> like she said that out loud. And then I had one of my best friends come over and we always do this thing where he's kind of out of the gaming loop until he visits me again. And I'm like, oh, hey, here's the new systems. Here's all these games I got. He's like, okay, what should I play? Try this. Now try this. Now try this. And he wanted to try the Switch, so I fired up Breath yep. of the Wild for him. Exact same thing, you know, five minutes in, he gets out of the cave, he sees that, and he just exclaims with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so impressive. It's It really is. I mean, you know, to your point with the mobile chipset and all that, I mean, the stuff they're doing on the Switch is awesome. I mean, it's absolutely awesome. Did you play uh, Luigi's Mansion by chance? 
You know, that's another one. I own it. I picked up, I, I played maybe about 30 minutes of it, and then I just stopped because I was playing other stuff. But that is one, like, I've, I even restarted it again. I was like, while I was, that was one of those, I was actually, I was on vacation. I said, you know, I'm going to play through Luigi's Mansion. And in about 30 minutes, I was like, oh, I feel like playing through uh, Night in the Woods right now. So then I went back to Night in the Woods. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, though, but like the, the graphics and the, and the you know, the I mean, graphics is the right way to say it. But just the way the game looks is so it, like I can't believe that that game is on mobile hardware. Yeah, like, I, I can't believe it. It looks so good. Well, it's especially with the art style that's used on there too. how Nintendo's not trying to go realistic, like realistic yes. graphics so many times do not age well like i could even say like you you know for example you take what was realistic on the ps2 and we we all remember it looking amazing and now it looks awful ps3 we're like wow this is mind-blowing now it looks awful by the time ps6 comes out we're probably gonna say that games like uncharted 4 it's like oh wow they're really trying to go realistic it's eh but then you play all these games like you go back to the gamecube you're gonna play like mario kart mario party and then you even see the same things here and it's just it's it's the Pixar style, I want to say, where they're doing that like 3D modeling and such, and it will always look good and it will always look nice. I, I agree, and quite frankly, that's an awesome way to describe it. I mean, it really is that Pixar style. I mean, you know, I, I just watched Toy Story again because you know the kids, and like mm-hmm. that still looks great to this day. The original one, it came out in the 1990s. Like yeah. this is insane. Yeah, I, you know, I remember when when Toy Story three came out, I decided to you know rewatch all of them, and I was like, wow, these still look fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I think there's something to be said about that, and I think that's a really good point, and I think that's probably why, if I had to guess, like, you know, for Nintendo at least, you know, whenever they decide to come out with you know upgraded Switch hardware, which you know rumor has it that might be this year, um, I think I think they're going to have an opportunity to upscale those games, make them look even better, mm-hmm. and 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 to your point, because they didn't go for a realistic look, they they have the ability to survive the test of time. Yeah, and then you'll have games like, I mean, The Witcher 3, don't get me wrong, the downgrades and squeezing it down made it really impressive. on Like, it's impressive it's running on the Switch, but yep, that game is not going to age well at all. No, I, I like, agree. We, so we like, are going to look, like, 10 years later, we're, we are going to look back at it and be like, this is incredibly impressive, but, like, god damn, this is bad looking. I, I couldn't agree more. So, like, I made that mistake with Doom, right? Um, I, I, I bought that on the Switch. I played it, and I was like, there's just too many compromises. Like, it, don't get me wrong, it, it's impressive, like you said, and, and it was fun. Like, I still had a great time, but, you know, you're looking at half the frame rate, plus, like, the drawing's really bad. Like, I'm just like, I, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes it, the experience isn't the same as all I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, and, and that's one of that's one of the impressive and bad ones all at the same time because it's impressive they were able it to is. squeeze it down. But the it, the thing I had with it, so I have Doom and I've played, you know, I, I played through it on Xbox One, but I played through a little bit of it on Switch and it's better than Wolfenstein 2. But yes. Wolfenstein 2, I waited. I haven't played on any other. I didn't play it on PC, didn't play it on any other hardware. Decided to pick it up on Switch. Dude, I had to, I got about halfway through. I had to stop playing it because I'm like, it, don't get me wrong. It's impressive it's running on here, but it has so many downgrades. The field of view is so small. The game just plays kind of janky. The, the visuals, everything, I mean, it's just, it's so downgraded that it is ruining my enjoyment of it. That's like, exactly it, right. Very much one of those things If people ask me, there's like, oh, so you didn't like Wolfenstein 2 because the graphics were bad. I'm like, yeah, that was actually a major reason why I could not finish it on Switch. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I mean, like I said, that's I, I stopped playing Doom, and I went and got the PS4 version. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. literally what I did. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I make that exception for Witcher 3 because um, I even, I, I played it a bit like on a monitor and on a TV and yeah, it really doesn't look the best, but I really enjoy just sitting back and playing Witcher 3 in bed. It That game works super. And it might just be this thing where those third person type games uh, where, you know, you're traversing the landscape and it's a big RPG, they might yep. just work super well for me to lay back and play in bed in portable mode. But a first person shooter is really not going to do that for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and you're right. I think it's first person shooter. I think first person shooter on the Switch so far I, I and maybe i'm wrong um i don't know that there really is like one that you're like yep that's a standout title yeah because we have what, i we can't have, think of it we have wolfenstein 2 we have wolfenstein something blood i don't know and then we have doom and i yep. can't really think of any other standout first person shooters no i think payday but i i, I don't think that, i don't oh, call that a standout you don't you, um, don't do not trust those games on consoles no yeah, no, they, yeah. They, the company has been notorious for poorly supporting those on consoles uh yeah yeah i know people are still pretty upset about that to this day mm-hmm. yeah fun games don't get me wrong but like if like really and not trying to be a snob here but i'm like no if you're gonna play payday 2 you gotta play it on pc that's where the dlc is that's where the updates is that's where the support is um it's even just on the 360 when they were releasing them uh i didn't play them on ps3 but on 360 it's like yeah we're just gonna get out like a base version just to put it out and get it just to the point where it's working and maybe give you a few updates and then just stop they just ghost on you oh yeah that's that's unfortunate it's, it is. it's very very unfortunate. it really is sadly yeah i agree i agree yeah oh well I did have a, I, I did kind of have a, a random story I wanted to share on here, but uh, when I was when I was visiting some of my family out of state, it's funny because uh, I was with my brothers there, and my brothers they're younger than me, and I you know talk about like some of the presents I got them last uh, uh, last episode and such, but uh, and for anybody that doesn't know, and I think I I told you about what I was getting them right. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but for anybody that doesn't know, I got one of them a Switch, because I got the Switch originally for both of them, and then because they mostly play it portable, it kind of turned into the older brother's Switch, so I said, hey, younger brother, you get your own, and then uh, I got them a PS4 Pro, which I was like, hey, this is kind of for, you know, older brother, because younger brother got something, but y'all have to share this one. <laughs> yeah. At least at least it can't go portable on the uh, PS4 Pro. That is true. You cannot go portable on that. <laughs> Dude, that's that's a pretty sweet gift. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I, I know they, they very much enjoyed them, so they've been super happy with them. They've been using them, but... Um, it was funny because I was overhearing this. Uh, they, they're they kind of now, they're, you know, it's getting to the point, you know, they're understanding the context of the world and how certain situations will happen and play through and all that, where it's like, you know, sometimes you just don't, you don't know you're messing up until you do. Uh, but yep. in a lighter sense, this ended up happening. So one of them, the older one, he's a FIFA fanatic, just plays FIFA on the Xbox One all the time. Previously, he was playing on the Switch all the time, but he got FIFA 20 on the Xbox One, thanks to me. And nice. He was, uh, he was playing through it, and uh, Mom was kind of going off on him like hey you need to do this you need to do this you need to do something like get off the game and he's like mom no i can't turn it off she's like what excuse me what are you talking about he's like he he has this conversation i'm sure like everyone here who's had parents and games exist at the same time had but he's like no mom i literally i cannot i I literally i literally cannot turn the game off right now and i just (laughs) hear i'm downstairs i just hear oh 
you can't turn it off. That's fine. I get turned off. And I hear a few oh, footsteps. God. And he's like, no, 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 no. Mom, no, I, I can't turn it off. I can't save at this point. And she's like, you know, she kind of gives him the stern, like, five minutes. You got five minutes. That's it. <laughs> but, I love it. Yeah. And from what I know, I've never played a FIFA game. But from what I know, you know, you, you can't just save willy-nilly. You can only save at certain parts. And then saving will take minutes at times just because there's oh, so God. much data that has to be dumped out. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I just heard that. And I was just laughing so hard as I was hearing it. And I was talking with my parents about it afterwards, and we, they kind of reiterated that. They are just like, yeah, no, he was trying to say he literally can't turn it off. It's like, oh, that's fine. I can turn it off for you. There's nothing wrong with me pressing the button. Watch how well it works. Look, no problem. Exactly. Yeah, and that's... I love it. Actually, that's been a, an issue before, because apparently, like, years ago when they were really into Minecraft, uh, at one point, my parents shut off the Xbox, just like, you gotta get off it. We can't right now. We can't. It's like, oh, okay, yes, you can. Turned off. And just caused a huge, big outcry, because they, you know, they, they had developed their world for, like, a, like, I don't know, like an hour or two, and then all that progress is gone. So oh, God. my parents have that understanding, at least, where it's like, okay, we need to let you get to a safe point. <laughs> That's that's nice. That's nice. So like, oh my gosh. Well, it's funny, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, man, I remember that happening to me all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh man. And you know what the worst part is? What? My, I, I let my like two and a half year old play with me sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. we've been playing um, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Oh, that's a good one. It is. It's perfect for him too. And like, um, and, and, and mind you, like, cause people are going to freak out when I said that, but like we play for 15, 20 minutes at a time max. You know what I mean? Sure. And, um, and, and he doesn't play. He sits there and holds a controller. It's super cute. But oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done that with, you know, young family members. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, so anyway, I, I was like, hey, we need to turn this off. And I was like, we need to go upstairs and eat dinner. And I turned it off without giving him ample time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Full on meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's always funny hearing that. I know um, one of my... So it's just it's interesting to me because one of my like my 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 all time favorite musical act tool, um, the lead singer Maynard, he was on, I think, the Joe Rogan podcast. And it's just so funny to hear him like talk about childhood and stuff, because, you know, you you listen to like their music and it's so insightful and all these super advanced things and all that. And then all of a sudden you hear about him just being a human. And he was yeah. mentioning that with his kid where he was like, yeah, you know, kids are really addicted to their iPads and all that. And, you know, I'm trying oh, yeah. to tell my kid, OK, yeah, the iPad time is good, but we need to put it down. We need to go upstairs. We need to eat dinner like a family. And he said, yeah, it's just at that point in time, nuclear meltdown. It is the worst thing that has nuclear. ever happened in that kid's life. And then five minutes later, everything's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's exactly right, though. It's so funny. It literally is the worst thing that has happened to that kid all day. And you just, you know, I don't I don't even know how to compare it. You know, you just took something from him mm-hmm. and he's not happy. Not happy. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. It, I, I do always enjoy like, um, you know, whether it be on a talk show like, you know, Joe Rogan or, you know, whatever. When you have like these people like, you know, whatever celebrities and whatnot or musicians and like you hear like, oh, they have real life problems like I have. I enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's real cool because even I know um, like Maynard, he's he's been on that show. I want to say two or three times, and it's interesting because I've I've gone back and listened. And like the very, I mean, that's not to say like they're bad, but like the very first episode, you can because Maynard really he he stays pretty private. He doesn't really do interviews or anything, so you can tell there's like a sense of rigidness and everything. And then over the course of two hours, he lets loose a little bit, and then by the time like compare like the first episode he's on to the third episode, and oh, it's it's just it's so interesting getting to hear him. Just have a conversation with an old friend 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's that that's so true. It's uh that's absolutely the case. I mean, I think uh I mean, you you've been doing a lot of these podcasts. I'm sure you've run into that plenty of times throughout oh. uh talking to people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why like many people will like to listen to podcasts where they have, you know, a specific guest on just cuz even if it's not cuz I I never when I have you on when I have any other guest, I never want it to be an interview. I just want it like I am going to ask you questions, but it's questions, you know, I'm particularly interested in or I think they might have some good stories behind them, but every I I always tell people cuz there's been so many people who've been kind of nervous to come on. I'm like, "Listen, I'm going to hit record in the background. This is just going to be a conversation you and I are having for a few hours. Don't think of it like an interview or anything intense. This is just a conversation we're having. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. So uh, if you don't mind me asking, because of course I watch your YouTube channel, um, what do you, you got any, got anything interesting coming up? I, I do have several things. Yeah. And I try and I'm, I try not too much. You know, yeah, too much. I I try not to reveal too much just because I've done that in the past where I'm like, "Oh, that'd be a good idea" or I already have this or what have you. And then like for me, sometimes I can make a video and put it out within, you know, a few hours. Other times yep. I will record that video and everything and you know, it, it will sit, just sit on my hard drive for months or a year or something like that. Um but no, some of the stuff I am planning on, of course, like this is probably something you want me to bring up. I do want to cover some uh, some ODE related videos. Absolutely. So I know uh, the GC loader. I'm definitely going to be covering that. I've definitely teased it and everything. I I have all the the footage. I just need to you know edit it together and all that fun stuff. Uh, one thing I did, which I'm probably going to get this cut up and I'll put it out here pretty soon. Um, never open up an Xbox One X, but. One of oh. my friends, so so get this, one of my friends bricked two Xbox One X consoles with a bad external drive. Are you serious? I am dead I didn't even serious. know that was a thing. I didn't know either, but get this, like the, the story he told me, so um, he, and it's funny because his name's Sean, one of my best friends, he's actually, he's been in several videos, he's been on the channel here, he's been on this podcast, but he has, he was actually in the video with me where him and I went and we picked up our original VCR Xbox ones together. That's awesome. Like that video where we picked it up and all that, he's in that video. And then, um, I went over to his house when the, the day he got the one X cause he got it on day one. I did not. And his day one system of, I'll save this to the end, I guess, like to the end of this point. But one day he called me up and he's like, Hey dude, um, I, I just had a question. I think my Xbox one broke. I'm like, what's going on? And he said, well, you see, like, I, I was playing on it, and it was pretty slow, which that's, you know, that's normal. It was super slow in the menus. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I have a 1X. That's not normal. What are you talking about? He's like, nah, my 1X is super slow. Anyways, I went to turn it off. It took, like, five minutes to turn off. And oh, then I went to turn it back on, and there's nothing happening. It's just, like, no signal on my monitor. And, oh, yeah, and I was asking, I was like, do you hear any clicking? No, what's going on? Eh, I don't know. And he mentioned something with an external drive. And I'm just like, okay, it, it kind of sounds like to me, especially with the slowdown, it sounds like your internal drive just died on you. So oh, yeah. we could fix that pretty easily. Um, but then he was saying, well, you know, I, I kind of just, I'm thinking of just getting another Xbox One X because I want to play today because I have today off. And I just want to play on, on my Xbox One. And I said, okay, well hmm do you have your original xbox one he said no that's back at my parents okay you can borrow my original xbox one my vcr model like it's just sitting in my basement yep. and he's like yep. no i i want to play on the one x i'm like okay okay i got you well i guess we could try and fix yours he's like we could do that later but can you find me a deal on a one x 
And this is like, <laughs> this is this month. So I was just like, dude, there were so many $300 1X deals and you missed out on all of them. <laughs> like you I know, just I missed out. Yeah. Yeah. And he was super disappointed. So I said the cheapest one I can find you either 450 for a brand new one or 350 for a used one. And he was like, ah, okay, you know what? I don't want a used one, but I don't want to pay 450 So I guess I'm just going to go to GameStop and pick up a used one. Oh my gosh. That's too funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he goes to, to GameStop. Picks up a used Xbox One X, brings it back home, sets it up, gets his account on there, all that other fun stuff. Takes a few hours, but he's all good. So I didn't have this fully detailed until now, so I'm given all the detail now. But then he took that same external drive. He hooks no. it up. He, everything seemed to be fine, right? He hooks it up to the Xbox One X, the second one he bought. And all of a sudden, it starts saying, like, air and cannot load game. And he's getting all these oh. airs. And he's like, what the hell is happening? So somehow his Xbox One turns off. He turns it back on. It boots him to the recovery mode screen. Oh my good God. Yeah. So then he looked up what to do. And it said that you had to, you know, you have to do the emergency offline update. And you need to get a flash drive, like an 8 gig flash drive. He's Mm -hmm. not like me, so he doesn't have flash drives sitting all over the place. So he had to go out to Walmart get a flash drive, come back, download the 6 gig update on his computer, extract it to the flash drive, and then try and load it on there. And get this, he tried to load it on there like three or four times, and it would not successfully update his system. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, which I did not know that detail. I just thought he didn't trust the system, but no, it would download the update, so it would copy it from the flash drive internally, and then it would verify it, and it would get halfway through updating, and then it would just boot loop, and tell him, hey, you need to, you know, you need to service your Xbox. Oh, that's so brutal. Yeah. So brutal. Yep. Did he have, did he have the uh, Scorpio version too? Because you said he had like the original. So he the first had, one, like, the... yeah. The, the first one he got was a Project Scorpio edition. Oh, it's so, that's so bad to have to get rid of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he still had it, thankfully. I told him not to get rid of it. But oh, he just wanted to get back up and running. So then what happened was uh, he, he determined, you know, hey, the external did some weird stuff on my first system. The external bricked my second system. So I'm not going to touch this thing anymore. And I told him, stop using it. But he had called yeah. me up and I, because I thought, I misunderstood. I thought that he just didn't trust the second system, but it was actually bricked. So he was like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go to GameStop and get another one. So oh my God. he goes to GameStop a few hours later, returns that system, got another one, sets it up, did not, to this day, has not hooked up that external to it. And it's been working beautifully thankfully oh my oh my <laughs> yeah i couldn't imagine that could you like that's the worst thing could you imagine it's like it's been a really long work week you got a day off all you want to do is play some video games we've all been there yeah and you can't even do it yeah that sucks yeah yeah uh get now now this is the detail i, I was gonna divulge here but but guess when this happened tell me january 1st oh that was how he ushered in the new year he spent nine hours troubleshooting xbox issues <laughs> oh that sucks <laughs> yeah and he, he yeah he had one of yeah his his first xbox pretty much completely toast second xbox bricked third one at that at that point i don't even think he felt like playing video games once he got the third one set up yeah at that point you're just like i'm ready for bed <laughs> yeah yeah but he told me it took like nine hours to do all to go from bricking the first xbox one to finally get a third one up and running to the point where he could use it 
Oh, that's so brutal. Yeah. So brutal. Yeah. And, you know, just because, like, we're we're close enough, like, in distance, but far enough where, you know, it's not like he's, like, a neighbor or anything, like, you know, a hop and a skip away. But I was telling him, it's like, dude, you know, if you were here, like, if you were, like, my next-door neighbor or something, we'd have this shit figured out within two hours. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd probably just, be, well, let's be honest, he'd just be over right in your basement playing uh, your Xbox One X at that point. Exactly, yeah. Which, and I'd be like, sure, yeah, you can do that. But, yeah, yeah the, the, the cool thing is, so I do have this video recorded. We actually revived his original Xbox One X. Cause oh, I very told, nice. Yeah, I told him, hey, hold on to this. And I said, all right, this is either going to be something I can or can't fix. I, I'm hoping, I said, I'm really crossing my fingers, hoping it's the hard drive. If it's not the hard drive, we're going to have to do a component level repair, which I'm not going to do. Because at that yeah. point, it's either like the HDMI port is bad or the HDMI encoder chip has gone bad. But I said, yep. with the way every, and, and the funny thing is that the, like the funny and awful thing is, and this is one of the reasons why I hate the Xbox one, there, there's no air code that will just come out and be like, Hey, this air code means your, your hard drive is toast. It was just really? acting like, yeah, you you hook it up, you turn on the system, nothing comes out of HDMI. Absolutely nothing comes out of there. So you're probably going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, the HDMI port is bad or the encoder chip is bad. It's like, right. like the, the only reason why I suspected hard drive is because I knew of the background with the system. But yep. point being, we went out, we bought an SSD, we set it up, I popped it in. And in this video, I, I hope whenever it comes out, people can appreciate like just our because we just like yell and start like cheering and all that essentially <laughs> turn the system on. I hook it up to my um, uh, to my Elgato and all of a sudden I get an air code displaying. I'm like, dude, dude, it's displaying. It's displaying like it's actually displaying something. This is progress. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we we did something. It's doing something. Exactly. That's that's hilarious. There's no air codes. I did. I don't own an Xbox One, so I actually didn't even know. I, I had no idea. Yeah, there. So there there are air codes. Like for example, like his, you know, the second one that he ended up bricking, that was giving him air codes and such. But this first one, the hard drive was so borked on there. But like even so, I would think that there'd be, you know, and it would at least boot up, and there would be an air code that would display, and you could reference that. Like let's say E one fifteen, and then exactly. you reference the E one fifteen air code with you know a list someone's maintained online and it shows oh yeah there's corruption on the hard drive but if the hard drive is toast like on here it just and i i haven't tried he gave me that hard drive i haven't hooked it up i'm just gonna you know get it recycled somewhere smart but, yeah. yeah yeah but apparently um at least in our stance when that hard drive was completely toast on the system nothing displays out there you can turn it on Nothing displays, nothing comes out, no audio, no video comes out, not even like a blue, like a black screen or anything, nothing. Oh my God. That's so, ridiculous. Yeah. So that's why if, if I like, I'm sure if like I gave you the Xbox one X and I told you to fix it, you'd probably think, oh yeah, bad hardware encoder or something. <laughs> well, and, and let's be frank, the one X has a lot of trouble with HDMI ports, not only the port itself, but also like you said, the encoder that sits behind it. And, and a lot of people, I mean, that's the issue they're running into with that, with that console. Exactly. Yeah. So, and even I, uh. I, is it um Techtronics or tech there, there's one guy uh tronics fix that's him on yes. youtube um yes. i even i looked it up and he had a video the video where he picked up an xbox one he said yep this is an xbox one you turn it on you turn it off but when you turn it on it displays no output let's try and replace the video encoder so he replaces the video encoder chip and then it works so a lot of people would just look at that and be like oh okay i have to send this off for component level repair not knowing that a very real possibility could be the hard drive is bad. It's great. That, that is absolutely insane to me. I yeah. like the fact that that's not built into, well, I guess if to your point, if the encoders busted, you know, you couldn't see an output anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy. 
absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm happy we finally got it back up and running, but yeah, no. And I tried and I, I, you know, when we were putting it back together, I did the thing where, you know, I put it partially back together, turned off, turn it back on and then see, and it was still working and all that. So it was running beautifully. Thank goodness. But I mean, the other thing I just really don't like about it, and this is something I had wanted on the, uh, on the Xbox, like the, the original Xbox, you know, um, because you've, you've modded them before and such. You know, like, Absolutely. the hard drive is locked to the system, and it's locked to it a is. key. And if that hard drive is toast and you don't know how to mod, you're done. But yep. the 360, you can actually use it without a hard drive on there. And you can swap out the hard drive and upgrade it. And I had asked last generation, I said, like, in a video I was talking about what I want from the next-gen Xbox, and I think it's still up on the channel, I had said, the, the next Xbox... The hard drive needs to be removable. The internal hard drive, it needs to be like the PS3 and now the PS4. And it's really annoying that it's not like that. You have to rip apart the whole system to get to the hard drive. You're going to void your warranty. And then even so, it's it's easy enough to, you know, reconfigure and rebuild a hard drive. But the only right. reason why we could even do that is because the homebrew community, shout out to one guy, uh, Xfix mainly, the homebrew community has created solutions and scripts to build all of that. Right, right, which is sad that it had to come to that level. You know, yeah. it, it, it's sad when you, you have to have the, the community come in and, and sit there and create something because, you know, a manufacturer won't. I mean, that, that's it, it's unfortunate, but I guess, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's breeded tons of innovation in the homebrew community, which is a great thing. For sure. Yeah, but it's not like the PS3 and the PS4. It's like PS3, sometimes you don't even need a firmware file when you, you know, replace the hard drive. But the PS4, like, that's the most complex one where it's... And, and granted, transferring data is super annoying on there. But if you're just oh, yeah. swapping out the hard drive itself, the internal, you just, you know, you take off the casing, you remove the hard drive, you put in your new drive, you pop it in, and then you pop in a flash drive with your recovery update on there. And after like five minutes, you're up and running. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. Super nice. Yep. I but, like it. Yeah. That's why uh, I will say, so you mentioned earlier, uh, you've got like your ODE month coming up. Uh, um, I, I did, I, we, we've talked about that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a whole ODE month. I think I'm probably going to sprinkle in the ODE stuff throughout the months, but yeah, there are a lot of ODE devices I want to cover. I agree. So like, um, have you, have you, uh, just out of curiosity, tried the, uh, any of the Saturn ODEs? No, because they're expensive. <laughs> they, they really are. So I, I finally, um, managed to get my hands on one. Nice. Um, Which one? Legitimately. Uh, I got, I got the Phoebe. Okay. Um, and so I've been messing around with it a little bit and, oh man, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I know there's, I think there's pretty much going to be three coming out here, like three on the market where there, there'll be the Phoebe, obviously the one that's super hard to get. And then I think yep. the Fenrir is going yes. to be, yeah, that's one that just came out of nowhere and that's real cool, really but that is. seems like it's going to be easy to build and real affordable and such. And then of course, I don't know the name of it, but then there's Dr. Brazen solution where it utilizes the, uh, the video CD port. I agree. So I'm obviously I'm interested in all three of those. And I mean, cl clearly I've already got the Phoebe, which is fantastic, but I am interested in the one that goes into the, um, Dr. Braces that goes into the VCD port simply because like, I don't know. So like, I really like the Saturn and I've got a pretty, so I ripped all my games yesterday. That's literally what I did all day. Awesome. <laughs> um, and I'm like looking at this and I'm like, man, I have a legit Saturn, Saturn collection, like straight legit. And I'm like, I want to be able to play these still like in the system, you know what I'm saying? In course, the disc yeah. tray. And now that I have an ODE, it's like, and mind you earlier, I said I had seven Saturn. So like, Hey, this is first world problems here, but like yeah. whatever. So I'm like, you know, this would be great to be able to have like 
everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that's where Doctor of Braces would come in. That's that's those are my favorite type of solutions. Like for the 360, you know, the X key where you can do both from the disk drive and the um, and a USB drive. Um, the Sio for the PlayStation One, even though it still has a lot of work to you know really make it shine, um, I do like where. If you want a fully loaded PS1, you can install a Sio and then you can install a mod chip. So that way, whenever you feel nostalgic and want to play a disc, whether it's a, you know, a region specific one or an import one or a burn disc, or if you're just, you know, having issues loading from the Sio, uh, you can just, you know, boot it off the disc. But you also have the Sio for transferring all your games, which I'll say, like, that's been real nice too. Like, I love the PS1, the actual original PS1 hardware. And yes. there's been many games where I'm like, I feel like playing this right now. And it's like, I already have it ripped onto my computer. So I take the SD card out, pop it in my computer, spend a minute transferring it over. And then I pop yep. back into my Sio and I'm in game. I didn't have to worry about grabbing the disc off my shelf or burning it or what have you. And I'm playing it. Like, I, I, I love having more. both options. I couldn't agree more. I, re- I really can't. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but um, there's there actually is an HDMI uh, mod solution coming out for the PS1 here pretty soon. I did see that. And it's it's funny how that came about because I, I think it's like Citrus um, 3000 PSI and yes. someone else working on it. But they were actually working on a PS2 HDMI. And they, they said, were. well, you know what? We are still working on this, but we're actually going to knock out the PS1 HDMI first. <laughs> Which is insane. I'm like, this is great. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. They mentioned some pretty cool details with it. Like the, um, so with the installation, they have a mod chip already built into the HDMI solution. What? So it's like, what? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, um, are you familiar with like the PS knee? It's like the, basically a, an Arduino based, you yeah, know, yeah. I never got to successfully flash or compile, but I know what you're talking about. So they basically took that um, with the creator of that and then integrated it into their FPGA. Holy shit. <laughs> it's so awesome. Holy it's like, shit. Like I was, sit- I was sitting here like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get one. But that just made me I'm like, no, I probably want to get one now. I, I mean, I'm at the point now like this is so bad. Like I, I, I posted on Twitter because I was like, I'm dead serious. Like and I'm sure you're in a similar situation. Like, dude, I need HDMI ports like it's going out of fashion. Like, mm-hmm. like. I, at this point I bought, I recently just got like a 16 port switch because yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I saw that I'm dire for HDMI ports and like, I I've already got 10 of them filled and I'm like, <laughs> my God, like, you know, what else am I going to, okay, well now the PS one's going to be on HDMI. <laughs> you know, it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. I think I'm, I'm still good with the P thankfully, like I haven't had a need for PS one HDMI, even though it's a nice want, but I've actually been real good with my frame Meister and then just doing RGB scart from the PS one. That's been that's what I've got. great for me. Um, but yeah, it'd be maybe, I, I think maybe the only benefit I would really like is if we were able to just lock it into a certain re- like output resolution on the PS1 HDMI. Because, you know, you'll run into games like, for example, like Chrono Cross is a real infamous one. But when I was playing through Silent Hill, where the game runs in 240p and yes. then the menus are in 480i. So yes. I had to strategically think of that, like playing on the Frame Meister. I'm like, okay, pause five seconds there we go now i can do all my menu stuff all right unpause run around run around run around run around okay now i can see exactly yeah. exactly yeah no i couldn't agree more did you um did you get a chance to mess around with a dc hdmi yet by chance no i so i haven't done any of those hdmi installs okay yeah it's um so i will say like uh the dreamcast hdmi like I, i've done a few of them i've probably done like five of them myself um 
And every time, like I've done a few installs for friends and like every time I install one, I'm like, God, the, the, the video quality is just outstanding. I'll have to, I'll have to send a console over to you to, to mess around with just oh. so you can check it out. Well, thank you. Appreciate it's, that. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's, it's just like, it's so, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, you look at the Dreamcast and you're like, okay, yeah, you know, it looks fine. And then you put like that on and you have like all the different like scaling and filtering options. And you're like, oh my God, this looks outstanding. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it took like a little generational like you know refresh so to speak. The the rebuilds people have done with the Dreamcast have been impressive because like if you wanted it to is. get a fully loaded Dreamcast now you can do a GDMU do a uh, what is it get one of those like Dream PSUs which will make everything yes. run much cooler and then do DC HDMI and you have like the ultimate Dreamcast right there. <laughs> Absolutely and like there's even crazier stuff like um like people are coming out with like Bluetooth controllers for them and stuff yep, like that I've seen too. That. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, there's um, it's I think like, Adam Korlick re- reviewed one of them. Sorry to cut you off, but he like did. he he was uh like the guy who was doing them. He was taking original Dreamcast controllers and modding eight like Bluetooth into them, but he was getting new old stock. So you were getting a brand new Dreamcast controller, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, I I mean like. Could you imagine rolling around? I mean, man, that is so cool. So cool. It is. It really is. It makes me happy seeing all that. Like, just new life breathed into everything. Absolutely. It's crazy. So the Dreamcast, you know, back in the day, is actually what got me into, like, the the whole modding scene in general. Which is, which is funny, like, looking back on it. Because, I mean, okay, so you remember, like, obviously, you know, everyone talks about, oh, back on the playground, people used to argue between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's literally how I figured out that you could, like, burn CDs and play them on a Dreamcast. <laughs> really? Was it, like, one of your friends who was just like, oh, yeah, my dad just burns my Dreamcast games? P- pretty much. I mean, like, we were sitting there, and, you know, this is in high school, and we were, you know, going to a sporting event, and we were in, on the school bus, and, like, literally one of my buddies is like, hey, he's like, did you ever get that Dreamcast? And I was like, oh, man, you know, I just haven't gotten it yet. He's like, oh, check it out. I'm, I'm using this thing called MIRC to download these <laughs> these dreamcast games and i'm like wait what <laughs> and you're just hearing free games right there as a high schooler and that's I oh mean, that's yeah how everyone gets into it it's so funny yeah so i went out and bought a dreamcast later that week how crazy is that that's awesome that i love hearing stories like that it's um was it it wasn't you know i got a dreamcast later on in life and that was one of the motivating factors i was like oh i can kind of just you know get the console for cheap and then don't have to pay for the games even though now i'm building up my collection but um no there was there was a lot of rumors of the original xbox the downside though that i was hearing as i was hearing a lot of stupid rumors like one person at my school he's like oh yeah my cousin said if you install a chip inside your xbox one you like what your original xbox what xbox at this point was like if you install a chip inside your xbox you could burn cds it's like no 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 you can't (laughs) like who told you this (laughs) it's funny how all that stuff starts i mean it's crazy Yeah. yeah well so get this uh you know at my old job someone was like oh i installed a you know a mod chip into my xbox and this is before i started you know modding them he's like yeah it goes in like this thing called orange mode and i'm like orange what mode? are you talking about <laughs> it, and it's like the led turns orange on the front like oh my god that's amazing i, I was uh, like oh, man go ahead. i was just gonna say like like you said with like the burning cds it's like where do people come up with this stuff yeah orange mode though i guess that one you can technically see it, but that's really funny um, it is I know with that, I don't know if I've spawned any of those stories with my brothers, but it's like my younger brothers, I've always, aside from like their new systems, because like the Switch, they play online and such. And then PS4, Xbox One, you know, you, you really can't do any mods aside from dev mode on the Xbox One and the PS4. 
um, if you're going to play online, you can't have a modded system. Um, right. But what had happened was when they were growing up, like I had, you know, I'd give them a few 360s and such that had different mods. And the thing was like, at first I gave them a flash system. So they were using all their burned discs. And if one, you know, got worn down, they were able to, you know, I was just able to burn off another one for them. Uh, but yep. eventually I got them a RJ tag where they could just load up all their games right off the hard drive. Don't have to worry about discs. And whenever they bought a new game or had a new one gifted to them, I'd immediately rip it over, convert it to a game-on-demand title that was unlocked, and they could just play it there and never have to worry about the disc. Um, the Wii, from day one, that's what it was. Like, I I ended up buying a Wii. There was, like, a few games I wanted to play, but I mostly got it for them. And I modded it, of course, day one, and got an external <laughs> hard drive. So they were just, you know, loading up all their games through um, configurable USB loader. That was it. Yep. Um that was the Wii, and then the PS3 they really didn't mess with, but, like, their DS lights, I also had flashcards on those as well, too. But it's really funny because it was it was kind of, like, twofold on there, where uh, my brothers would always have friends come over, and their friends thought their systems were so cool because it's like, yeah, they had Wiis and 360s at home, but yeah. my brothers turn on their 360, and I've, I'm super proud of it. Like, I, I built, like, a custom song, the Hedgehog system for them and painted it oh, and so put awesome. sounds into it and reprogrammed all that. So, you know, they you cut on the 360 it boots up into a whole different dashboard all their games load up right there they have all these crazy modded minecraft maps they can load up and all these different saves um and then the wii the same thing there so my their friends would always ask them what was up with their systems and my brother's like oh i don't know my brother did something with that like my brother (laughs) did did something to the wii and now it does that it's always been like that but on the flip side my brothers always thought it was so weird that they would go over to a friend's house and their Wii was a lot more boring, and they had to launch all the games manually, and they would have to actually go to a shelf and grab a disc off the shelf and put that disc in the Wii, because, like, we had all of our disc-based games, but my brothers didn't touch them. They just loaded all of them off of the USB drive. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. That's that's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was... You know, the funny thing is, it was just about a year ago... um, one of my brothers never made the connection until now. He had no idea the the games on his flash cart for his DS were ROM files. Oh, that is too funny. He he knew about ROMs, but when you you know, like most people, when when I say the word ROM, you think of Super Nintendo Genesis, like a Nintendo right. game, something like that. And he he thinks that same way, but he never relayed that to. Oh, I'm actually playing ROMs on here. That is so funny. <laughs> it man, I'll tell you what, you're you're a nice older brother doing all that all that for them. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you. I always wanted to be that cool older brother to them, so that's why I did all that stuff. Good for you. Good for you. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, I'd rather them not damage their expensive games, so that too. Absolutely. Oh, let the, let there be no doubt. Yes. <laughs> Especially like I was talking about that Saturn collection, like the prices on those are insane. It's like the same thing, you know? It's like, man, I, I'm better off not playing this from the disc, I guess. Exactly, yeah. But you still, you, you I, I know what it is, though. You still want the option to play it from the disc. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, kind of agree. There's something so nostalgic about just going to the shelf, pulling something off the shelf, getting it out of the case, putting it in, closing it, turning it on, and just like, boom. You know, it's like... Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's it's one of those things. It's like the gaming ritual. You know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and at some point, no one's going to know what the heck we're talking about. Yep. That'll be a sad day. <laughs> it really will. It really will. Yeah. 
Speaking of games, though, I, I do, uh, I either discuss this myself or I always uh, ask my guest on here, uh, but what games are you currently playing? Yeah, so I uh, I just wrapped up Luigi's Mansion earlier this month. I played it with my with my kid. That was a lot of fun. That was uh, uh, Luigi's playing... Mansion 3, right? Yes, the third one. Right yep. on. And then um, we, uh, we're we working our way through two games right now, uh, Super Mario World, which has been a lot of fun. Um, playing it on the Super Nintendo, we... <laughs> We made it to uh, to Bowser's Castle, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been stuck there for like a week. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but he keeps on saying, hey, Daddy, can we go to Bowser's house? Like, it's so cute. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it is. And then we've been playing uh, Captain Toad. So those are the, the three games that we've been playing. It's funny, like, uh, a lot of the time it's like... Uh, I, I, it's you know I've been spending more time playing you know some of these games with him and it's it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. It that really sounds has. awesome, just being able to share that and such. It is, it is, and then I've got uh, Viva Pinata teed up for uh, once we're done with those. Oh, all right. I you know I tried Viva Pinata a few times and I was just I never got into it. Maybe I need to actually give it a fair shot again. Well, I I mean I've never played it. I've I've heard it's like a great game for especially for you know kids and stuff. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like ten bucks a game stuff. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, it had a really cool looking special edition as well too. Sure did. Yeah, yes. that's actually the one I got from GameStop. So oh. I was pretty happy about oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, the one where it's like the plastic cover and everything. And yeah, I know I, I can see it in my head right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. It, I agree. I agree. But I do think like um, I, I am excited. So like I do play a lot of Smash um, just in general. Um, obviously, you know, doing all those you know GameCube mods. I mean, playing a lot of Smash kind of just goes hand in hand. Sure. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. I'm still not going to say I'm good at it, but I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for the next direct. I feel like, you know, we got to be having one in the next, what, week or two? Like, wh- I don't know. I just feel like Nintendo's got a lot of stuff that they're just kind of stashing away waiting to announce. I think so. Some of the direct stuff has really surprised me. Like one of the games I picked up and I was playing through a bit, um, like Deadly Premonition. Like, holy shit. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, but like, who the hell was asking for Deadly Premonition on Switch? And especially no then the sequel as well. And I was like, that is like one of the most surprising, I don't want to say unwelcome because that just sounds bad, but that was like just one of the best surprises. Because I was like, I don't want to sound bad, but like nobody was asking for this or expecting it on Switch, but it's happening and we're getting a sequel to it on Switch. I, it's crazy. It, it is absolutely crazy. Like they are, they're announcing, I don't know, it's hard to keep up on the Switch. There's just so many good games. It's yep. like... I don't know. I'll tell you what. I mean, I really want to play Untitled Goose Game, but I'm like sitting here, um, like, because that would be a great game to play with my kid too. I think. Yeah, it's um, dude. That game is so funny. It, it, that's what I'm saying. He would love it too. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but like, I want the physical edition. Like, I know there's going to be one. There has to be, right? Uh, do you have an Xbox One? Uh, I do not know. Okay, I was going to say it's on Game Pass. So that's is it. That's how I managed to double dip. I did purchase it day one on Switch, but then I played through it on Game Pass as well. Mm, I'm going to have to, I don't know, maybe I'll just download it. <laughs> yeah, that's, um. I can't recommend that game enough. Um, I, I, I know it's a meme, but like I was genuinely looking forward to it. And it's one of those, it was my game of the year for last year. I, I know, that's why I'm it. like. Yeah, my, my thing is like if a game can really make me smile and laugh, that just does so many things to me um, and really will make it one of my favorite games. But it's it's kind of turned into one of those games now. Uh, I could foresee myself beating it every month or every other month because it's just like a quick oh, wow. game and you know what to do and it's still funny and it's just it's so charming and well done. Yeah, I think I think I probably will get that and we'll play it because, like I said, he would really enjoy it. So, and I and I'm sure based on what you're saying, I'd enjoy it too. Yeah, I uh, I I did. 
like my my girlfriend i think she borderline hates it because i was like the, the day it came out like i was just freaking out about it. like i was giggling over every little thing and playing it and i was annoying her with the trailers and all that stuff like i was i was looking <laughs> forward to this game so much non-ironically and then it's funny because she she has a switch light and yep. she had used my account at one point to play it because i put the game on her system but she had to use my account and like all the stuff I was annoying her with, all of a sudden she started doing it, and she's like showing me. She's like, "Look, look, I'm about to drop the sandwich into the lake," and she's just busting out laughing. I like, see That's now, awesome. now, now you understand this. Uh, we yeah, even you, had you get it. Yeah, my uh, my brothers were playing it as well. Um, my uh, my mom was getting into it as well too. Like we had her play it. What else was there? One of my one of my good friends, friend of the show as well too, uh, Paranoid Coder. The last uh, time he had come over, uh, we were getting, you know, play a few games here and there. And then it just turned into him playing Untitled Goose Game for like an hour and a half on my Switch. And I was kind of telling him what to do when he was getting stuck. And he loved it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm just going to go download it as soon as we're done here. Okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I would have no issue double dipping on it. Like, I... Because uh, uh, I've only paid for it once, thankfully, um, just on Switch. But... I think I paid the 15 bucks for it when it first came out. It's 20 now. I think it's still totally worth the $20 just for all the enjoyment I got. Uh, whenever, I, I'm really hoping it does, but whenever it comes out physically, I, I'm i probably going to buy like five copies of it and just, you know, gift them to people. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, no, when I'm, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, come on, limited run games, like pick this one up. I'm sure they probably have a deal in the works. They, well, they did say, you know, unfortunately, because they were asking, I think a few weeks ago or in the past week, they were asking, hey, what games would you like to see us release physically? Tons of people mm-hmm. were saying Untitled Goose Game and they did explicitly respond to someone and say there are no current plans to release Untitled Goose Game physically. And oh, I'm disappointed. I'm just like, okay, there's no cur- plans currently, but that can change. Like, please change it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the plans change every day. I mean, yeah. Uh, they could yeah, probably even no. self-publish it themselves i'm sure i mean the, the game is just taken everything by storm so people know what the hell untitled goose game is absolutely i mean like you know it's kind of it, it, it has like maybe not full cuphead potential because it doesn't have microsoft's backing but like mm-hmm. it's got you know it could definitely do that oh yeah oh yeah that's another thing cuphead is uh on switch as well too so i, I always forget about that yeah, I, I was gonna say that's how I played it because, like I said, I don't have an Xbox, but um, sure. that that was a great game too. Great game. I did not play it because I don't like those constantly dying and memorize path games. But I thought it looked so like honestly, if I do play through it, I'm probably gonna use like a cheat trainer or something just so I can play through the game and appreciate like the story and like the fun factor there. And I know that's kind of ruining the point of the game, but I'm like, look, I don't, I want to play the game to enjoy it, not to rage. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. I agree. It's it, it's a hard it's a it's a hard game, but I I found it satisfying nonetheless. I'll put mm-hmm. it like this: no levels that long where you're in pain for that long. If that sure. makes any sense, <laughs> sure, it's like sure. eating, it's like eating spicy food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, you know it's you know it's spicy. You know it's going to be spicy, but you eat it, and then you you go through the spicy moment for a second or two, and you're like, man, that's actually really good. I'd like some more. Yeah, and you keep going, and then like eight hours later, you definitely do feel it, but. Yeah, absolutely. I love. Absolutely. I'm, I I absolutely love spicy, like hot. I, I I love food that's well spiced, but I also love you know hot spice as well. So, I do too. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's always always a good decision. It's good. I'm I'm happy to know that because I feel like I know so many people that are just like, eh, no, I don't want anything hot or spicy. I'm like, come on, just it's good. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so good. It, I don't know. I think I think it's really good. Like, and and the thing that's interesting about it is like, I don't know. It, it sounds weird, but I feel like after I'm done eating it, like 
I, I never feel like I overate, if that makes any sense. Like, cause you know, you got to take your time eating it typically. Right. And yeah, I, I never feel like I overeat. Whereas other things, it certainly happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've really had that. I kind of, I kind of just scarf it down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like this it. is so good. I'm just going to keep going, but that's me. <laughs> like it, like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I do have a small list of games here for the stuff that I've been playing recently. Yeah, um, please do. Let me see. I'll even fire this up. So it's like you know, of course, Final Fantasy VII. I talked about. I'd already finished that. Uh, Night in the Woods. I finished that again. Just like I, I'll put it like this: that when the first time, because I played through it twice. The first time I played it, um, it just seemed like the best type of. It, it seemed like such a slice of life game I wanted to play through. Um, you play through a 20, like you, you play as a 20 year old, I guess I was going to say woman, but yeah, I, I guess in this case I could say it. you play through a 20, like as a 20 year old woman named May who she just dropped out of college. She's going back to her old town, living with her parents. And you kind of just deal with the trials and tribulations of, you know, the excitement of seeing your family and your friends again, but then you came back, you know, for a bad reason because you dropped out. So you're kind of embarrassed to talk about that. And then things aren't really the best at home. And you're kind of dealing with friends changing and friends starting to move away and just all this other stuff. So it seems like a real, like, realistic slice of life type thing. Like, what kind of the stuff that attracted me to regular show in the first place, where there's some storylines that are like that, but they're in, you know, a kids type game. And the reason why I kind of qu- hesitate on the woman thing is because everyone is a type of animal so like may's yep. a cat and your best friend is a fox who's dating a bear and like everyone's just it's like this real cute homey aesthetic yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah and so yeah. that was real cool to play through again um i played through west of loathing which is just a really funny rpg like black and white rpg i played through this on the switch and that was kind of another nice. game I just kind of felt like playing at that point. And, I mean, it's all text-based, but it's absolutely hilarious to play through. Um, I'm currently playing through Steins Gate Elite right now, which is like the visual novel of choice that I'm picking up. And Elite is different than the original one. Like, I played through a bit of the original, which is just kind of a traditional visual novel. But yep, Elite, yep. the difference is on it, which a lot of people were complaining about this. I actually like it. They actually have moving cutscenes, and the whole thing is scenes from the anime itself, but then you're oh, reading cool. through them. Yeah, and I thought that was a really cool take on it. Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, I, I will say I don't I don't tend to play many visual novels, but I feel like I feel like a little bit of like, you know, cutscene like that, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. I think it would definitely help, you know, spice it up and just, just change it just a little bit, you know what I mean, as you're playing through. I would I would definitely agree with that, yeah. Um so that's I mean, if you're looking for a visual novel, that's certainly not a bad one to start off on, just because a lot of people say it's like, oh, it's kinda of just like watching a subbed anime because you're not just looking at because I I've played through and I complained about this in like my game of the year video, but uh, I played through some other visual novels, like one of them was like The House in Fate of Morgana, where mm-hmm. it was just a background and a character would show up, and that was it. And, y- you know, it's expected to read a lot, don't get me wrong, but when you're looking at the same thing for like 40 hours, it really does get tiring. But having some yeah. kind of like more, you know, movement and such and something else that you see like in, in this case, um, Stein's Gate, where they have full anime scenes in there, or you play through something else like Root Letter where they're able to like move a lot more things on screen and be a lot more interactive or even like Deathmark where you're actually looking for clues and such. That's more welcoming to me just because if you're going to be spending so much time only reading, it's nice to, you know, have something else that's movement-based presented for your eyes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, I'll have to check one of those out because that, that does sound interesting. Yeah, I would recommend it. And then the, the last one, this is the, the other game that I finished this month. Um, so, because I talked about um, Deathmark a bit and then its sequel, I don't think I really mentioned, but it's called Spirit Hunter NG. And I finished it. I really liked it. Like, at first, I was thinking, eh, it's not as good as Deathmark. And I, I think I'd be a bit more willing to say, story-wise, I like Deathmark more. But what I like about NG uh, is that they they pretty much took all the faults with Deathmark and improved upon them. So you could actually skip through dialogue a bit easier. You could... Um, was it there there's more you know there are more things that are happening on screen but even so one of the bad things about deathmark is there are certain times you can fail a sequence and someone will die because you need a certain person for this or you need a certain item or what have you and ng holds your hand a lot more on that which some people might not like but on deathmark it was a little bit frustrating at times if you didn't know what the hell to do on spirit hunter ng they completely kind of change that so sometimes like you're something is going on like you're going through a house let's say in this example and then they say yeah well you need to do this other thing all right in order to do this you do need to switch characters like they will give you that prompt to allow you to progress further that's nice that's actually really nice yeah i agree that's frustrating if you you know you're dying for the sake of dying at that you know uh, otherwise exactly yeah and so that addition's been super welcome on there I will say, though, like, I definitely grew to respect it a lot more as the game goes on and all that. And I think even storyline-wise, it is it is a lot more fucked up than Deathmark at times. So it's one of those, I, I really don't recommend this series for, like, the faint of heart at times. But it's great so far. It's supposed to be, like, even Deathmark, it's supposed to be part of the Spirit Hunter series. So Deathmark is the first one. And then NG, it's kind of a sequel. Like, it happens after the events of Deathmark. And it's in the same universe, but it's not a true sequel to it, so to speak. But both of them are fantastic. Nice. I like it. Yeah, definitely something to check out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all good on that, at least. So I think we're good to wrap up. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Cool. So, Rocker, where can people find you online? Yeah, so you can check me out. I'm on YouTube at uh, Rocker Gaming. And then uh, if you're also interested, you can take a look at... uh, either twitter or instagram but uh primarily i'm posting most of my stuff on on youtube and then i also run an etsy store which is uh rocker gaming and i uh i I sell my creations on there and uh, have various mod kits and things like that if you're interested in checking them out sounds good and uh, i will go ahead and you know put your links down below in the description on the youtube upload here so that would be the place to find him if you're wanting to check out some of the stuff he does and such and it's it's some real cool shit that you do my dude Dude, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and honestly, man, thank you so much for uh, not only inviting me on here today, but just in general being being awesome to work with. I mean, for, for those of you who don't know, I mean, like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different people that you'll meet, you know, out there in the world. And, and you know, Mr. Mario's just a class act in general. So well, I, really I really appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. I mean, you've been one of the most upfront people I've met. And honestly, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do the things that you've done, not only for me, but but for others as well. So I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. I feel like you're, you're giving me a little bit too much credit at times. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things I know with like the collaborations we've done and such, you know, I want to be transparent with like even the first stuff that you had sent me originally. I was like, hey, it's going to be a while until I get to this, but I'll get to it eventually. And then even so, I, I do have respect for you where you were coming to me for collabs. You're like, hey, I'd like to do this thing. This is the idea I have. This is what I want to do. And it's like, awesome. Cause I've, I've, uh, I mean, through my tenure on YouTube, I've met so many people where they see my sub count and they're just like, Hey, let's collab. I'm like, 
okay, what do you want to do? They're like, oh, I don't know, let's collab. I'm like, no, no, I, I don't want to. <laughs> when I collab, I want to have fun. I don't really want to think. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's like the name of the game, especially like, you know, to, to your point, you know, it's like you, you want to come up with something that works for both people. And, and, and it's hard because some people, like you said, just come to you and be like, hey, let's collab. And it's like, well, you, you, you know, you got to know me. You got to know what my strengths are. You got to know what I'm, you know, what I could be good at or what I'd like. And it's exactly. like, like as someone who's watched your channel for a, you know a long time, it's like, I, I feel like I understand that. You know what I'm saying? And it's, uh, it, like I said, it just made a really good pairing. Yeah, I, I would say so for sure. So I, I look forward to more stuff like that. But I, I know even on, on Twitter recently, I'd seen kind of this exchange. It was between like musical artists and such where kind of in the same vein, it was, um, one artist, they were saying, hey, I'm doing features for $50. If you want me on a verse, let me know. So one person ended up paying 50 bucks, and they said, okay, cool. Uh, go ahead, record a verse for me. And the artist's like, all right, awesome. Uh, go ahead, send what work you have over, and we'll do it. And they didn't have anything recorded on this. So they're oh, just wow. like, dude, you got to send me the instrumental. You got to send me like the vocals that you've done on here so I can write a verse properly and do this. And the, That's crazy. the person who was wanting this feature, they just did not understand. So the original person, they're like, all right, if you want me to like write the whole song for you, like you want me to like structure this out and everything, you're going to have to pay me more money. Like the idea Absolutely. is you got to bring me, you know, the chorus, the verses you've done. You got so I know what the hell I'm singing about and then I can write to this and do a verse on here. And that I, that's kind of the same thing on this. Like it's very much, you know. And again, I can appreciate with this, especially with you and with any other people where it's like, yeah, you know, come to me and, you know, have just with any collaboration in general, have a game plan, have something set up. And of course, that's not going to be the final product. You know, if you're working no. with someone where that was when, like, you know, the first collab we did with the controller, I was like, yeah, I have this other idea. I want to bring in my friend, Sean, this is what I'm wanting to do. This is what I'm wanting to act out. And that was like that, that the script we had, it evolved quite a bit. But it did. yeah, but if you just came to me and said, hey, let's do this. I've and you had nothing else. I'm just like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't work with this here. Like, again, I'm, no. I'm, I'm doing this. I want to have fun doing this. I don't want this to turn into work. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole fun of it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And that's, uh, I don't know. I, I will say though, like to your point, man, like doing the collabs though, they are, they really are a lot of fun. I will say like, I've really, really been enjoying doing those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things, it, it can be tough to do as well, too, in the modding sphere, I feel like. It is. It really is. Well, it, it's funny because, like, you know, it's crazy. A lot of people, like, in the modding scene have a lot of similar uh, strengths, right? Sure. In, in terms of, like, hey, like, you can clearly solder. You're good at soldering. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. So sure. me soldering something for you might not, you know what I mean? It's not that enticing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, if we can come up with something that, you know, is enticing, I think I, I think it works where we can both play off each other in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. Um, it, it, you're right, though. It's very difficult in the modding, you know, subspace to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and thankfully, like, there's been, you know, branching out and such. But originally, when I was just doing tutorials, for the most part, I was like, how am I supposed to collab with someone else over a tutorial? <laughs> Which, oh, yeah. and, and, I've, and I've seen people do collaborative tutorials, and it, it doesn't it doesn't really do much in terms of like growth or like really, you know, helping out a viewer or anything, because it's kind of there's coming there for, you know, the information. It's not really so much a an entertainment type thing. You know what I mean? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's all. That's always the tough part. That's actually, I mean, it's funny. Um, that's that's one of the things I've been like really, really, really trying to do is like, how do you spice up your entertainment game <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're when you're doing like either a tutorial or you're showing off a project and kind of like all the steps you went through? It's like, 
easier said than done you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah and i and i've been even thinking of ways you could do it for a project and such but like for a tutorial it's like you know what? i kind of i i don't really want a bunch of memes and stuff in my tutorials when i'm like when when i'm watching other like if i'm trying to watch something and get and get the information i'm like no i'm i'm not i i don't need any of this other stuff i don't need this other fluff <laughs> i'd agree couldn't agree more couldn't agree more yeah well yeah Cool. Anyways, um, one of the last things I want to do, which I always uh, put this on the guest here. So for anybody, you know, who enjoyed this or wants to comment or, you know, to converse or, you know, give your thoughts on the episode. Uh, I do ask for people to comment on the YouTube upload of this, which is on my channel, Mr. Mario 2011. But to know we got you to the end, uh, typically we do a keyword of some kind. So, Rocker, what keyword do you think people should use so they can use it in their comments somehow and we know that they got to the end of this episode? Oh, man. I, I, I think it's got to be pepperoni pizza, right? Pepperoni. Oh, so two words. All right, all right. So pepperoni pizza. That's what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, if if you use pepperoni pizza in your comments somehow, you want to talk about how much you love it, how much you hate it, how there was the first time I ever had pepperoni pizza, I actually threw it up all over the place. If you want to, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. But anyways, if you want to talk about that, use the term pepperoni pizza in your comments, and we will know that you got to the end of this episode. Yeah. So anyways, Good. this this Mr. Mario, signing off. Thank you all for watching and listening, and uh, until next time.